and welcome to the We Will Nomad podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Andre. And together, we will nomad. Welcome to episode 30. Today we're going to be talking about 12 free activities to do in Cape Town. We'll be following on from episode 29 where we discuss the 12 most touristy or top tourist attractions in Cape Town. And I've still got with me today on the podcast, Jason! Hello! And of course when Lisa says the 12 free activities, this excludes the sunshine, the nice people, the walking around. These are specific things you could, could and should do. Do amongst all the amazing other things that you get in Cape Town for free, yes. <laughs> uh, so, today we're going to start with the best things that we think are the most free things. There are, of course, many more, and you'll see we do cheat a little bit, like grouping a couple of things together. If you'd like to see the touristy things, listen to our episode 29. And coming up, there will still be, I think, another two series probably on Cape Town. We've at got least. at least we and we keep thinking of more. Cape Town is just such an awesome, hectic, busy place with so much to do and eat and drink that there's always more to talk about. But yes, at we'll least two more. Definitely have an adventure one. Yep. And I think Andre wants to feature in that one. So we'll see if we let him back on the podcast. Oh, you'll have to ask nicely. <laughs> you'll have to. And then what was the other one? What was the fourth one? There was... Well, there's still the Boerland. Oh, there's the Boerland. But then there's the, also the secret spots in Oh, the Cape secret Town. spots. The, off the So secret trail. that we forget about Absolutely. talking about them. So shh. But keep tuned if you want to hear more about that. So, first things first, we're always going to start this with Cape Town and Table Mountain. You can't miss it. It's right there. It's in your face. It's huge. It's big. It's magnificent. And it access can be is free. free. Yes. yes. Many people are put off by the cable car and the expense of the cable car to get to the top of Cable Mountain, but that is not the only way to get there. In fact, there's multiple ways to get to the there's, top of Cape yeah. Mountain, depending on how challenging you want to make it for yourself. And which side you want to come up and what you want or to achieve down. with doing it. Yeah, or down. Yeah, you don't, obviously, with a myriad of routes, you can go up one and down another, especially if you Ubered. Yes, yeah, so after you've Ubered your way there, <laughs> you can decide which route you want to take up or down. We would suggest if you want to do the challenging one, the more challenging one, which is Indian Fensters, yes. that you do that one up. Probably, As yeah. opposed to down, because it's yeah. very steep. And I think coming down there could, even for those without vertigo issues, could be rather challenging. And if it's even slightly wet, stay away from Indian fences, I'd recommend. Mm. Um, it is more of a clamber, and there are some laddery sections, so stick to some other routes. And that, So that's, the I think, the most challenging mm. route up, and that's directly under the cableway. Yep. Start pretty much at the lowest station of the cableway. I th it is signposted, and you can just follow the route up. Probably there will be other hikers. Yes. If you're a very capable hiker and you're used to doing technical trails, it won't be that bad. Yeah. But don't underestimate it if you're not used to doing fairly technical hikes. Yeah. But if you don't want to tackle the technical one, or if you've got people in your group that um, that might suffer from vertigo. Like me. Then you, tackle <laughs> then you take the easy way up. <laughs> well, do remember, you're still climbing about a thousand meters. Yeah. So it, it is easier taking Plutter Clip, but it's still it's still a good slog. It's not technical, but it's still a tough yeah, hike. It's still a slog. Um, but it's a beautiful route. Oh, and the views you get, and you're in the Feinbos and everything. Um, however, you get to the top of Table Mountain, walking is free. 
and it's amazing. You, you really get such beautiful views. And allow yourself some time to be at the top of Table Mountain as well. Mm. I mean, we see people, you can do it for exercise, obviously. You can actually run almost up Platzaclub Gorge and down oh, if no. you're really, really fit. People you remind do me it. of this trail runner and that came <laughs> bouncing up the mountain past me as I was slogging my slow way up. Trying oh, to dear. stretch our legs over the big cliff. Yes. And uh, trying to climb this up. gazelle is just <laughs> running past me. Yeah, so you will get those. Don't get discouraged. <laughs> You can get to the top. But at the top also, there's really, the mountain itself is a vast area on top that you can walk around and see views of all the way across 360 degrees oh. around Table Bay and the area. It's absolutely beautiful and well worth doing. You don't need to spend money going up and no. down with a cable car. Of course, you're welcome to. What we did was we hiked up. And we took cable the cable car down. down. So there's the in-between route as well. But there are a myriad of routes. I mean, we've just discussed really around the cable car itself. but The ones that go all the way to the top, top yeah. the peak. Yeah. Mm. And if you go further south or Camps Bay or in the southern peninsula, there, there are other routes up. And then there's... Kristen Bosch as well, but that's paid. But yeah, Table Mountain. But maybe it shouldn't be Hike Table Mountain. It should be Hike Table Mountain Natural Nature yes. Reserve. Because yes. around the base, there's actually a oh, lot of so paths much, yeah. there that don't take you to the summit of the mountain, but they're as stunning and also yeah. give you incredible views. Yeah. So I think we're going to change that one from Hike Up Table Mountain to Hike in the Table Mountain Nature Reserve. And that's free. Then, of course, there's other mountains. The Table Mountain range includes Signal Hill and Lion's Head as well. And one of the most popular ones is the full moon hike up Lion's Head. Still on my to-do list. <laughs> Mine although... too. But I don't think I'm going to get there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unfortunately, like it's not because Lisa's not going to have the time to get there. Lion's Head can be slightly more technical. Mm -hmm. um, there are steel ladder sections. So, and chains. And chains. Um, and a little bit more leggy stuff. And I'm not sure whether it's better actually to do that in the dark or not. I don't want to see where I'm going, but at the same time, the full moon one freaks me out because going up in the dark, maybe it's better. I'm not sure. As Lisa says there, the full moon hike, um, Lion said, you will just, you're pretty much guaranteed to queue for it these days. Mm, the full busy. moon hike up Lion said is very busy. Um, generally, people would start before sunset so you can get the mm. sunset and come down in the full moon. Um, my it's, recommendation would be to do that one just a couple of days before yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. Um, you will be guaranteed of less people. Yes, definitely. If you want to do yeah. it. Um, also, if you're really keen, um, I'd recommend this more for summer, but then you're guaranteed very little sleep, is to get up to Lion's Head for sunrise even. Yes. Oh, that must be stunning. I would love to do that, oh. but I'm not keen on the ladders and the chains, but I do believe it's yeah. absolutely beautiful. People rave about that at sunrise. And some people say that they've done it in as little as two hours to get up and down. I'm a Oof. little bit hesitant on that. I'm sure it's going to take you at least an hour and a half or so yeah, to get up, imagine. even if you're fairly fit. So allow enough time and don't underestimate the weather. And yeah. The change in weather. <laughs> the weather. Cape Town weather. You can have all four seasons in one day, especially if you're in spring or autumn. Um, always pack warm. Always pack sufficient water. And as with all things, keep your cell phone charged. And just make sure you have contact numbers in case something happens. Um, yeah. Neither of these routes you should be isolated. No. You will most likely find many hikers yeah. unless you're in the absolute dead of winter and there's nobody else there. But if the weather is decent, if there's no one else around and the weather looks ominous, maybe you should reconsider hiking. Yes, there are other free things to do. Yeah. Even with ominous weather, for instance, you can still go picnicking. Absolutely. <laughs> I think a good place to go picnic 
and get a little bit of history at the same time is the Cape Town, the Company Gardens. Oh, the Company Gardens, right in the middle of town. Um, now, these gardens were started way back when our Jan van der Rubiek first came, so in the 1650s. And the company gardens as they exist now have developed from the original gardens that the, um, yeah, the East Indian... The, the VOC. Via them. Yes, the VOC came and landed in the Cape. And yeah. they actually, Jan van Rubik was tasked. So two guys came before that when the ship accidentally, the um, Harem ship yes. landed in the Cape accidentally and they had to grow some vegetables there and they went back and then Jan van Rubik was tasked with coming to the Cape to build the biggest ah. garden possible, the area that would give the most fertile crops. And it was because they had their, what they actually called was the fresh river, yes. which they thought was a freshwater river. And it was coming down from the Maltino Dam, that area, the water that runs off Table oh, right, Mountain, yes. and it actually runs straight to that point. Oh. And that's where 19, oh, in 1652, when Jan Fabrik was there, he started with a formal development of these gardens. I mean, you can hardly imagine today that that was actually no. a vegetable garden. They had the vegetable portion for the sailors to have their fruit and veg and everything, and then they also had a little medicinal portion, and it was quite formalized. Oh, it's very formalized these days. <laughs> these guys don't expect to get any vegetables or things growing there really. No, I think it's become more like formally gardens yeah, rather than a, vegetable mm. patch. Um, and community. It's a community garden. It's still a community garden. Yes, I oh, mean, well, it's free to go in there. There's yeah. public benches. You can picnic there. There's even markets there over the weekend. Oh, and it's free. So it's definitely free. worth a visit. Um, and of course, around that same area, there's a few other attractions which perhaps aren't quite as free, um, but still well worth a visit, like the Ezekiel South African Museum and also the Ezekiel National Gallery. Yeah. And the other thing is you can get a little bit of interaction with animals there. It's not going to be your African animals, animals that you think oh. of. Yes, but I remember being a little girl. No lions? And No, well, hopefully not. There's stone lions, maybe. <laughs> oh, well, that's all right. <laughs> But I remember being a little girl and having, that was the first time I ever had a squirrel eat out my hand. You'll find people selling little packets of peanuts and things that you can feed the doves and the squirrels. Oh and a squirrel actually ate out of my hand. So there's beautiful little squirrels, if you like squirrels. I know some people say they're just rats. But there's and that. the turtle doves. And then there's all the different types of doves. And it's a nice place, enough shade to hang out. All right. Very popular over the lunchtime. Yes. With a lunchtime crowd, yeah. Absolutely. Another good picnic spot, but you have to get a little bit further out for this one, is the Rhodes Memorial. Yeah, that's also very popular, especially yeah. amongst the UCT, the University of Cape Town students. That's right, they buy them. And it's nice it's and shady. It's another shady yeah. place for a picnic. I must say, Cape Town's actually got a lot of trees and yes. good shady it, spots. It is very leafy, especially, oh, I always get confused with which suburbs, but sort of the southern suburbs area, which is Rhodes mm. Memorial, OBS, OBS, which is Observatory, Newlands, that part. Very leafy, very green, very wet in winter. Um, but yeah, no, Rhodes Memorial, it's an easy drive up there. There are a few hikes around there and a very nice little cafe, which mm. isn't free, but access to the park and surrounding area still is free. Oh, those trees over there are the silver tree, oh, which right. is a forest, it's a famous native tree. And apparently Table Mountain is the only place on earth where they actually still grow wild. So it's a very big plantation on oh, the silver right. tree. Okay. That's quite well awesome. worth a visit then. Definitely. And there's lots of walking around, some hiking trails over there. You can start to hike on Devil's Peak as well. And yeah. of course, Rhodes Memorial is named after the South African politician, Cecil John Rhodes. Oh, dear. Maybe yes, a little bit controversial. Very controversial <laughs> at the moment. Uh, but, was, but yeah. But speaking of politicians. <laughs> and controversial. Very controversial. I think this is a very cool thing to do in Cape Town. Yes. 
Oh, what, you can... visiting politicians? Well, you know, it's something that I think as the average civilian, you don't get very close to. It might not be no, an exciting yeah. thing, but you can take a free tour of the Parliament building in Cape Town. Oh. And so you can actually go inside. You have to register online and give your ID, okay. document number and information. But then you can have a free tour of Parliament where you actually go in and you get to see the rooms of Parliament. And I thought it was quite interesting. Are they ever working when you're going there? No, there was nobody around. <laughs> Are they ever working when you don't go in there? Well, yes, this is it as well. Although apparently you can attend plenary debates. Um, but uh, if you really want to get involved in South African politics or have an interest therein, which as good citizens, South Africans should, should have, um, yeah, it's free. Go in, have but a look. If you want to do something that's definitely not on the tourist trail. Yes, yeah, this will be something not many people would have done. No. If you do, however, want to see some tourists and do something more touristy but for free, you can spend your time at the Victorian Alfred Waterfront. Well, uh, everybody been... knows about the V&A Waterfront, and we've mentioned that on our previous episode. Um, but the V&A itself, you don't access is free, except for parking. Except for parking. But if you can catch public transport or the hop-on, hop-off bus, mm. um, then yeah, get in there. You'll have to spend some money, but walking around is free. Um, and just walking around, you get a great idea of the nice cosmopolitan the city. Is. Yeah. I think it's a good place to see locals and tourists yep. and everybody just intermingling across all races and cultures. Oh, and it's a vast, very, very it's a diverse. proper melting pot. And there's a little amphitheater there, which um, often has mm. free concerts. True. Uh, Tribadoos and stuff. All sorts of entertainment, yeah. really, depending on what time of the year you're there and what you might catch. Sometimes you could enter a competition there. Mm. You might even get a flight somewhere. You might somewhere. even end up dancing on the stage. <laughs> or something. Where, oh, there's a history, but um, yeah. Yes, uh, v and Waterfront, I well worth it. I have to dance on stage in the amphitheater, but we won't go there. <laughs> and because it's a working harbor, even if you're just interested in um, maritime activities or to see what ships are around, um, you can walk around the v and just view the harbor at work and clap at the seals and dodge the diving seagulls. Oh, absolutely. It's a good place to spend some time and enjoy a modern but historic yes. area of Cape Town. Yeah. And when you're tired of that, a short walk, in quotes, <laughs> it's not that far, um, is the Cape Town Stadium and the Greenpoint Urban Park which has been developed around it. Yes, the Cape Town Stadium was really brought to life again for the yeah. soccer world, or the soccer or the football World Cup in, <laughs> in 2010, which was held in Cape Town, and well, in South Africa. And from then, that whole area has really been developed into oh, a totally great revamped, community yes. area. The urban park includes a biodiverse area. There's parks, there's outdoor areas for jogging and cycling and all sorts of tracks as play parks. Uh, it's everything that you could want from yeah. an outdoor community park, really. Walk through there and you'll see just normal Capetonians at work and at play. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure the hipster crowd will be there drinking their coffees and doing whatever they do. Um, but yeah, just for hanging out and some tranquility because it's quite peaceful there and you're away from the hustle and bustle of city centre mm. and the crowds really. So also highly... Uh, nice highly green nature area yes. but vibey. It's, it's got a good atmosphere there. And then just before sunset I would say you don't really necessarily want to hang around there till it gets yeah. late. I think just before sunset rather make your way to a beach for sunset. So you've got two choices. If you're there head to Camps Bay. Oh. 
very popular for sunset. It doesn't cost you anything. You can grab a couple of picnic there, picnic there's shops nearby that you can just grab from yes, a sir. grocery store and picnic on Camps Bay Beach for sunset. Absolutely beautiful. That's fantastic, there. especially if it's a, one of those quiet days where the wind hasn't been blowing or the wind's died down and you, you do, the sea opens up like a lake in front of you and you, the, you oh, it's just one of those things, you, you have to go and experience it really. And if you've got a little bit of ching in your back pocket, see if you can get just slightly up into one of the cafes. Um, but you don't need to pay anything no. apart from transport to get there. And you can just chill out on the beach with all the crowds around you. What I love about Camps Bay is the fact that it's locals as well. It's yes. not one of the touristy yeah. spots or anything. There's locals who go there regularly, locals from all over, absolutely in that area and from further around yeah. the Cape area. And it gets very vibey through sundown as well. Mm, for sure. Well and summer is anything from October, November through to oh. April. April, May, maybe if you're still May. lucky. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, if you aren't in the camp space side, or even if you are, but you don't want to do sunsets in the same place every day, I think you said your favorite is Big Bay. Big Bay. Oh, if you go all the way around the big harbor and you head towards Bloberg Strand uh, or Table View area, the fantastic long beach along that way, mm. um, you can just go and chill there and you get the iconic view of Table Mountain well, that's set up in front of you. You can have an ice cream and sit on the beach and you can watch the kiters, the kiteboarders, the windsurfers, um, all these guys at play, especially in the summer breezes. And if you move a little bit further along towards Big Bay area, um, there's several restaurants mm. and places where you can just relax on the beach. And also nice lawn areas yeah. there and long, long beaches. Oh, there's, you of can course, walk the big yellow frame yes. where you can take your photo with Table Mountain. That view is just absolutely stunning of Table Mountain. Every time I see Table yeah. Mountain from that point, it's, it's just that heartwarming. Homecoming. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Access to the beach is free and plentiful. There's lots of parking around the area. Um, and of course there'll be hawkers, but you don't need to buy anything except no. maybe an ice cream and go and enjoy it. I would say almost definitely ice cream. That's, you, you just, you got it. <laughs> yes, it would be wrong not to have an ice cream on the beach, especially <laughs> late summer, you know, when it's coming to 7, 7.30 p.m., the sun's just starting to set. It's uh -huh. one of those beautiful, tranquil days. It's just this nice, vibey hum around you. You've been to the gardens, you've had your picnic and... It's, now you can yes. just watch the sun setting over Table Mountain oh. and... And it's free. And it's free. Absolutely. <laughs> and you get fresh air. It's good for you too. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of exercise. And then, of course, hopefully you're staying in Cape Town for longer than just a couple of days and you are there for a weekend because Cape Town is definitely one of those places where, yes, in the week there's always something happening and as a tourist you'll always find yeah. people somewhere. Cape Town's a very, very popular spot. But weekends are when Cape Town really comes uh, alive. It may be a good thing, it may be a bad thing, but if you want to get that vibe of Cape Town, you have to be there for a weekend. Yep, Cape Townians survive the weekdays, the mm -hmm. working weekdays, just to live it up on the weekend. And weekends do start on Fridays already, I'll oh, mention yeah. that. <laughs> if you're in town at lunchtime on Friday, you've already, you're already in rush hour, but get out there, do all sorts of things. Over the weekends, um, we, Cape Town and surrounding areas developed a very active, um, I shall call it, art artisan craft, farmer, urban mm. market. Very, uh, I want to say, not necessarily hipster, but very modern yeah. and how community driven. Yes, popular, very community driven. Popular market culture. Yeah. Um, and that market culture is actually very broad. It's not just a very typical food market or vegetable market. It's across the sphere of things from homemade products like jams and breads 
uh, things like that, all the way across to freshly grown organic vegetables yes. and fruit, yeah. to crafts, and even art in the form of music as yeah. well as crafts that they produce. <laughs> I mean, Cape Town actually has an article on the top 21 weekend markets. Which means that twenty-one there weekend are a markets. Lot more than twenty-one weekend oh, markets no. in and around Cape Town. Oh, there's just too <laughs> many. But I will, we'll run through a few for you, just so to highlight and whet your appetite, so to speak. Certainly, these markets. If you walk in there, remember to look for Cook Sisters. <laughs> yes. Cook Sisters, which, which are, different. are different to the Cook Sisters. Yes. Um, very traditional <laughs> South African and the Cook Sisters, um, Cape Malay yes. of origin. Um, so just a couple of the markets. There's the Waranjezicht City Farm Market, which is very, sort of very central almost, mm. isn't it? Right in the old, old historic yeah. area of Waranjezicht. Yeah. Um, from there you can go to the Good Company Market. That's in the company gardens actually. Oh, over so the weekends, the community comes there. That might be a very good place yes. to find the Koo Sisters. Well, I, I would imagine yes, given proximity to Boerkop mm. and the strong Cape, old Cape Malay presence. You can also get to the Cape Point Vineyards Market. And there, they absolutely exhibit all the different wines of the area. So you can see you've got a stunning view out over the oh. peninsula over there. And you can get wine at cellar prices. So that's a nice one for a lazy afternoon. It I think might, I've just added that one to my list might, as well. Uh, end up in sunset too. Oh dear. <laughs> um, one of the more vibey ones, you know, once you've moved away from the southern suburbs, is to get out towards the old biscuit mill. And mm. there they have the neighbor goods market. That one's actually a very interesting. It's very busy, but it's also one of the ones that locals really go to regularly on a Saturday. They'll go there for this person yes. to get their fresh bread, um, sourdough bread from this person. An artisanal like coffee, yeah. you know, roasted bean to cup, everything. Even it's... artisanal um, beers, homebrewed oh, beers, right. things like that. Oh, yes, craft brewery. Mm. Oh, yeah. not free, but many of them. That, that's a separate aside. Maybe that's subject for another. Hmm, breweries entry. and wineries of the Cape. Well, you could do breweries only. Anyway, we digress, sorry. Um, then there's also the Hout Bay Market, um, which is out on the wharf. Um, also well-appointed, many little stalls. Um, the Hout Bay was actually very diverse. It was very diverse and also so much to eat. Oh, let's not go. Except watch out for the seagulls. They aim really well if you have an open beer outside. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, that's true. That is very true. We know from experience. And they will also come and take, if you have fries, or as the Capetonians call them, slop chips, Oof. out of your hand if you're eating yep. fish and chips. I they think one of the great brave. things to do at the Heart Bay Market is there's different areas of the Heart Bay Market. So there's the community area, which is more crafts and things like that. And then also if you go to the Heart Bay Harbour, yes. there's a section of market there and you have to have fish and chips there. It's oh, just one fish of those and chips at Heart Bay Harbour is just, to do. you come to Cape Town, you have to have fish and chips at the harbour. Preferably served from fresh newsprint paper. Um, <laughs> we, we used to get it, uh, showing my age, back in the old days you get these slop chips covered in vinegar and yeah. oil with a piece of snook or hake and it was all wrapped up in this old newspaper. One parcel. Oh, one it, it was absolutely delicious, but um, use fresh newsprint paper rather than old newspaper. Uh, anyway, I'm moving way, on from you'll that. You'll enjoy it and the seagulls around there and just make sure you're uh, upwind of the seals. At yes. Heart Bay. Yes. Otherwise, your lunch might not taste that good. They do smell a little bit bad. Now, if you time your market visits properly and you end up at Waranjezicht Market, very nearby is going to be Deval Park. Yes, Deval Park is actually quite historic in Cape Town. That's like you said, that's in the yeah. center of Waranjezicht there. 
Um, I mean, that's a great place also to have picnics. It's also yes. nice shaded. I think yep. those are probably oak trees. Oh, probably some um, of the original trees. I wonder. I mean, Deval Park is actually Cape Town's first and largest public park after the company gardens. Oh, wow. It's old as that. It yeah, dates back that it's far. opened in 1895. So yeah, it's really a... quite an old park. It's, yeah. It took them a long time to get from the gardens to a park. But they, fair enough, they, 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 they were focusing on a few other things at the well, time. Well, maybe there were some other ones in between, I don't know. <laughs> and then they got to the big park. Yep, I'm picnics sure. there are fantastic. Um, I believe they do summertime concerts. I'm just not sure whether those are free or not. It's they something we'll have to look into. Actually, every year, well, the last two years, over to 2018 yeah. to 19, and the previous year, there have been free concerts in the park. They also oh, paid go. concerts in summer. But they've got the Sunday afternoon ones, which they try and do over a period, which are free. Okay. And the whole idea is to bring communities together. So the idea is that art and especially music form unites people and people shouldn't be cut off by it just because of income Excellent. groups. So I think that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Check it out. And they are actually called the free concerts in the park at Deval Park. And if you Google that, if you're there any time from about October, November yeah. up to April was the last one this year, Oof. then you can even enjoy some free probably local music yeah. in the park and if you were thinking of moving to cape town because of all this fantastic free stuff you can do <laughs> wait there's a little bit more as you might have gathered um cape town is we we tend towards lifestyle rather than pace of life mm. um and there's a lot of arts and crafts in cape town um, so for instance on thursdays you can join Art Thursdays in Observatory. Yes, Observatory is definitely one of those areas. Oh, it's very, very arty, arty yeah. and mo not uh, not modern, but modernly popular. Yes. Um, recent times, Observatory it has really become the again, yeah. place to be. If you're in anywhere arty, you want to be in Cape Town, want to be where it's hip and happening, things like that. Then, yeah, the Thursday, it's every second Thursday of the month at the moment. Okay. Uh, and it's really nice. They close off a little bit of area of streets where you can walk from gallery to gallery. And sometimes the art exhibitions are out on the streets. And the little local restaurants there along the street, they will have specials at that time. Sounds uh, brilliant. It's really nice. You can go from restaurant to art gallery to restaurant to art gallery. Do they serve wine? Of course they do. It's I'm Cape sure Town. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's in the middle of the day. And Observatory um, is also one of the oldest suburbs, so you're going to find mm, a lot of history. A lot of history there, and mm. probably still descendants from the original inhabitants mm. in some cases living in the area. Yep. It's very close quarters. Parking might be a bit of an issue, so Always make sure you get there early and just walk around. Uh -huh. Enjoy it. Absolutely. And then walking around, one of the other initiatives that's happened recently in Cape Town and is absolutely just growing and becoming more and more popular is the Open Streets Cape Town. If you Google that, you'll find their website, openstreets.org. And this is actually a lot wider than just Cape Town. It's it over the whole of the Western Cape, different areas that they have these events where they open up areas, they block up the streets and they make it a day of pedestrian zone only. And so in you can that just time, come in, walk around, in, interact. Walk around. Kids are drawing um, hopscotch courses on the no in the middle of the street with chalk. I mean, when last have you seen oh, something like that? Adults to jump. Hmm, I'm not sure. You might squish the kids. <laughs> ah, kids. Yeah. Anyway. Do you but, even remember uh, how to hopscotch? Uh, Did boys do that? No. Not where I grew up, anyway. No, I was but yes, say, why did, I'm well, sure it's a perfect girls, opportunity to learn something only new. Only girls did hopscotch. Ah, you've got to learn balance somewhere along the line. But kids will be roller skating and rollerblading in the streets, yeah. skipping ropes. The local community will be out selling local food. The ones I know in Cape Town, they would also be a great place to get Cook Sisters, for instance, yes. and other Cape Malay treats, things like that, in Cape Town. 
Um, and in every area it will be different, but it will be local arts and crafts, some yeah. music. I know there's a place in Cape Town, there was also one where you could go and sit and learn to play the drums a little bit. So it's a whole community-driven initiative absolutely. to try and get people back into the city, yep. um, reclaim the streets, so to speak, and, and so just, to just to think get back involved what, what and learn about... Oh, fantastic. Open streets, I think. I'm going to look for that, especially now that I'm slightly further north, Western Cape. Maybe I should Maybe I should open streets. Hmm. We'll see about I mean, this. There's actually a lot more than you think there are. Yeah. There was one in Belleville area and okay. as far out as So it's not just Musenberg city centre, well. it's, it's really further center. abroad. So just Google Open Streets Cape Town and see if something's happening when you're in the area. Yeah. And there we go. We've that's our top dozen so far. a dozen things to do for absolute free in Cape Town. Um, yes, over and above just being in Cape Town. <laughs> you, you know, just walking the streets. Enjoying the long days. Oh, it's fantastic. I would say summer to me is the best time to be in Cape Town because of the long days. Yeah. And I love the sun, the sea and the sand. And yet, many times I've wondered, why is someone going to Cape Town in winter? And then I see their photos, and it's blue sky. And green. And <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so, I don't think you can really go wrong with the time in Cape Town. Luckily, the winters aren't too bad. No. They're very mild. These days, anyway. You probably enjoy winter more. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll take winter. It can get sweltering hot in summer. Um, and windy. And windy, unless you're a kiter. Mm, true. But, yeah. Uh, when winter... I find to be a little bit more pleasant, except the days are rather short for all the activities mm -hmm. you try and squeeze into them. Summer sun rises at 5.30 and sets around 8 p.m. So there's plenty of time to do whatever you want, including all this marvelous free stuff. And the tempo in summer tends to be a lot slower. I suppose so, yes. But a lot more holiday vibey. Yes. I mean, I Hence think the our... Cape Town holiday vibe starts already in November. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> But it, it makes for great times at all the, at the markets we've mentioned, the gardens, the picnic areas, the beaches. Go visit all of these, have a look around them, interact with the locals. Cape Townians, when you live there, can be insular, but very welcoming to any visitors. We want to show you around. Please come and visit, share in the joy, and spread the word. I think we should make that point number 13, is have a chat with a Cape Town local. Yes. Because Cape Townians are so open to chatting. It's just one of those things. If you visit Cape Town, you really have to make sure you do strike up a conversation with a local and enjoy a Cape Townian chat. There we go. Friendliness. Bonus tip number 13. Number 13. <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to be a wrap for this podcast. And keep your ears tuned because the next one I think we're going to do is going to be the adventure activities oh, yes. in and around Cape Town. And after that, it's going to be the secret spots. But don't tell anybody. Shh. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Cheers.